Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the fourth morning of the eleventh month of the year of our Lord, twenty nineteen. Tomorrow is election day. Not the election you've been waiting for, which will of course will be one year from now. Uh but uh it is an election day with a lot of important races, a lot of city council and maybe mayoral races, some school levies. Do your duty. Get out there and make some selections, make some choices, some judge races as well. I know out in Lorain County, my wife and I, we went ahead and early voted on Saturday. If you have not yet done this, of course, make sure that you do your duty. I know Tornado is always low for these non-presidential um, uh, election years, and it's not even a midterm uh, race right now, but uh, this is a big time uh, for a lot of local uh, leadership decisions to be made. So make sure that you get out there and vote tomorrow. We'll talk about that a little bit more as the program goes on this morning. So thanks so much for joining us. In about a half an hour, we will talk to Congressman Jim Jordan, who continues to fight the good fight, the right fight, the strong fight, the fight in defense not of President Donald Trump, but in defense of the presidency, in defense, quite frankly, of the the republic, because what is being done right now by the Democratic Party in this uh, soon-to-be-failed uh, impeachment coup d'etat uh, it is going to it is going to harm the republic if we aren't careful and if we don't stop it it is going to harm our great republic jim jordan is fighting very hard along with a lot of other congressional republicans and he will talk to us about that coming up at 9:35 the latest on the impeachment scandal meanwhile a great article believe it or not on a website for a cable news network that would shock you believe it or not CNN allowed an article to run on their website at CNN.com. Headline, Democrats are wasting America's time on impeachment. 
And the writer of this op-ed on CNN.com is an actual CNN contributor. This is, a, this is kind of a break in normal protocol for them. You know, Fox News likes to bill itself as being fair and balanced. And, you know, we do know that most of the hosts of the opinion shows, like Hannity and like Tucker Carlson and uh, Laura Ingram and so on and so forth, and mostly Fox and Friends, the opinions do lean right, obviously. But they do try to be fair and balanced by employing a lot of people giving a lot of different opinions. Um, and some may say, well, they put a, they put an end to that when they got rid of Shepard Smith. Number one, Shepard Smith resigned. He was not fired. And number two, he was there for 20 years giving uh, the leftist point of view, veiled uh, as a I'm a straight anchor uh, type of position, you know, holder. And then, of course, there's Juan Williams, and they bring on a host of liberal guests to express the other side of the aisle's point of view, something that I try to do but fail uh, sometimes because they won't come on with me, mainly because I don't just let them give their point of view. <laughs> I challenge it every step of the way, and once they get into a debate with me, they don't want to come back. Uh, that's just the way that it usually runs here. But at any rate, Fox, and Fox News does provide the other side of the uh, you know the argument, which is which is what fair and balanced uh, is all about. For the most part, they do. CNN doesn't. CNN gives you one side of it all the time. It's a rare break from their philosophy, their journalistic ideology, whatever you want to call it, that they allow this. But CNN contributor Scott Jennings is a former special assistant to George W. Bush and a former campaign advisor to Senator Mitch McConnell. And he is a partner at Run Switch Public Relations down in Louisville, Kentucky, which, by the way, coincidentally, is where the president is going to be speaking on behalf of um, Governor Bevin down there, who is one of my very favorites in this country. Governor Matt Bevin is just phenomenal. We've had him on the program. Probably ought to have him on again, but uh, his uh, his job is uh, is up, and uh, uh, you know Kentucky would be very very wise to reelect him. President Trump's going to be giving a big rally and speech down there in support of Governor Bevin. But anyway, Scott Jennings wrote a piece that CNN ran, and I'm very impressed by that. Democrats are wasting America's time on impeachment. And I will read some of that to you coming up in just a short while. Now, uh, more Democrat news that is of importance to you. While CNN allows a, hey, it's a waste of time uh, headline and article to run on their website, this is something that's got to bother Democrats to their very core. House Democratic Chief Deputy Whip Dan Kildee, representative from Michigan. Yesterday on Fox News, um, uh, America's News HQ, America's News Headquarters, this Democratic representative went on that television program and said that he regrets to admit that some congressional Democrats had already decided on impeachment already decided on impeachment long before they knew about the Ukraine phone call and certainly before they saw the transcript. Now, he did go on to say that it doesn't mean we can ignore what we know about Trump's behavior in his phrasing. Kildee said the impartiality of congressional Democrats in light of some of them prejudging impeachment is a legitimate issue. And, quote, I regret the fact that some of my colleagues long before the Ukraine question came forward had already decided that they wanted to impeach the president. 
You know, many of us came to the conclusion a little bit later in the process, but I don't think because of that we can ignore the fact that we do now see behavior that we think rises to the level of an impeachment inquiry. But I think it's a fair point. I think it's dangerous, a dangerous thing for either side, end quote. He later added, quote, some members I think legitimately have decided that based on the president's own admissions that he violated his oath, that's a fair conclusion for people to draw based on his own admissions, end quote. He also said, quote, I think it's fair to say that Republicans ought not to come to the conclusion that no matter what the evidence shows, President Trump will be exonerated, end quote. Now, a couple of responses to that. Number one, uh, the president will be exonerated. The Senate will absolutely not convict him. There's no way they're going to get 15, 20 Republicans to turn on the president and vote to remove him from office. So all of this is a big waste of time. Number two, uh, the president admitted nothing in violation of his oath. The president admitted nothing. The president admitted that he was asking for an investigation because of the corruption that he believed Ukraine was involved in that may have impacted the 2016 election. Now, we know the Mueller report decided that this was Russia that hacked into the DNC server, not Ukraine. But President Trump said, I'd like to hear that from Ukraine. I would like you guys to investigate that. That was the first part of the discussion. And that was the only part of the discussion that mattered. Because there was no threat to withhold aid on that phone call, making it the quote-unquote quid pro quo. And there was uh, uh, nothing that... Um, the president of Ukraine, President Zelensky, felt threatened by at all, blackmailed, pressured, or anything else. But what's key here is that it's not about the phone call for many of these Democrats. And this is what is key. As Nancy Pelosi shouts into every microphone she can find that we don't wish this, this isn't something we wanted, we didn't come to Congress to impeach a president, blah, 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 but we have to follow what you know where the, the story takes us. It is just so much horse manure. Because so many of them did come to Congress specifically with the intention of removing this president by way of impeachment. Again, the inauguration party, right after uh, uh, Sharia Tlaib was inaugurated in, um, or not inaugurated, we keep saying that, swearing-in party. Uh, uh, congressional members are not inaugurated. Uh, being sworn in to their, to their uh, uh, seats. Uh, but Sharia Tlaib at a party for that, uh, declared, quote, let's impeach the mother blanker. Uh, and so this is long before the phone call. And they, of course, have been screaming for impeachment in 2018. They were screaming for impeachment in 2017, even though he was just inaugurated in January of 2017. They were screaming for impeachment. Mar- Maxine Waters hasn't stopped screaming it since the night of the election. So it's it's good it's progress to hear a Democrat, in this case the Democratic Chief Deputy Whip, Dan Kildee from Michigan, say that, yeah, I regret to say that a lot of uh, our members have indeed decided on impeachment long before this, this particular phone call, which means the entire affair is political. It is not in national security interests. It is not in constitutional defense. It is political. And when you hear a Democrat essentially admitting that, that means something. All right, other news that we're going to get to that is uh, very important in relation to this. And again, Jim Jordan will talk about it with us coming up at 935. The economy continues to hum. It continues to exceed expectations. Jobs in this country continue to expand. We had a great jobs report uh, this past Friday. A great jobs report, especially in light of where the expectations were at this time of the year. 
At this time of the year, the jobless uh, jobless rate tends to tick up, and the number of jobs created tends to slump a little bit. But we had a tremendous, uh, out tremendously outsized performance in this economy uh, uh, last month, which was amazing. And oh, by the way, they also revised the two previous months numbers: ninety five thousand jobs higher. So it just continues to go great for the working people and the business people of this country. And the left wants to slam all of that, slam the brakes on all of that. Stop it in its tracks. Andy Puzder explains how incredibly wrong the Democrats are about the Trump economy and what that means going into now one year away from the presidential election. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a moment. Get a quick time out now. It's 18 minutes after 9 o'clock. The Bob France Authority back after this. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. It's not a joke. Uh, that's that's the real that's the real ad. That's the real sale uh, going on for the floor game this uh, this month. Uh, my man, my man, Karam is a great friend and a, and a great Browns fan, uh, big time Browns fan, and he's livid like so many. I mean, you know, he's not alone. Look at Facebook. Look at Twitter. Look at Browns fans everywhere, just uh, giving up on the entire season because, well, they're two and six, and they just lost to a two and six team. That had a backup quarterback who had never started a game before. In fact, I don't think ever took a snap before in Denver. <laughs> and that's just, you know, it's over. It's just over. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's really exceedingly frustrating. And my man wanted to express that frustration with the Browns really suck sale. So, uh, yeah, if you've been thinking about flooring, seriously, call the uh, Floor King by the end of this month. Get that order placed, uh, no matter what kind you want. You're going to save a bunch of money, and you can, uh, I don't know, maybe that'll dull your pain a little bit as a Browns fan. Save that money. All right, uh, it's 925. Just got a text message from... Uh, Mr. Jordan, uh, Mr. Jordan's team, actually, uh, who say he just walked into the skiff. Not sure why. There was not supposed to be any deposition scheduled before 10 o'clock this morning, which is why he was going to join us at 935. But uh, just found out he had to walk into the uh, bunker in the basement of the Capitol building uh, for whatever reason. And so he may or may not be able to join us at 935 after all. So I will let you know uh, as soon as I know if he is going to be able to join us. I do know that Kate and Vermillion can join us right now on AM1420, The Answer, because she's on hold already. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, I'd like to share something important with you. You know, there's a, a mayor's uh, race going on in Lorraine, Jack Bradley, attorney, against another attorney, um, Jesse Tower. And, uh, you know, you'd like to think that when people are campaigning, that they campaign on their own merits fairly. And um, I want to read to you a post by a woman on Facebook who uh, had a, um, lost her job because of bad taste in campaigning and her name is jennifer freeman jameson and this is what she has to say i've been struggling for the past week whether to share my situation with all of you i decided today that i have to stand up for what i believe is right what is moral and what 
should be expected from those that we elect to serve our community. So please take this time to read this post. For three years, I worked at 520 Broadway, third floor in Lorain, Ohio. On October 10th, my husband placed a Jesse Tower for Mayor sign in our yard. On October 16th, he attended the CHIP Forum in support of Jesse Tower. A picture of him wearing her shirt was posted to social media. On the 17th, when I arrived to work, I was told that my husband was causing quite the buzz in the office and that Jack Bradley's staff had been talking all morning. October 18th, I was told that someone had taken some photos of my home and campaign sign and sent them to Lorraine County, Democratic Party. At some point, my husband contacted Dave Arredondo and asked for the sign to be taken down. The sign was removed as to not cause any problems for me at work. On Monday, October 21st, I was informed that Jack Bradley had called my boss to question why his secretary had a Jesse Tower sign in her yard. Later that day, I asked my boss if that was true, and he confirmed that on Friday, October 18th, Jack Bradley indeed called him regarding my campaign sign. October 22nd, I posted in this group that the sign had been taken down and that it had caused undue stress at my place of employment. I am not ashamed to admit that I suffer from chronic anxiety and the series of events that have left me in a perpetual state of anxiety. Let me interrupt I, you here, Kate, real sure. quick, because um, uh, not I, I read this myself as well, okay. uh, and because uh, I'm a little bit dialed into it. I we had Jesse uh, Tower on our program, of course, and I really hope she wins the yes. uh, mayor, mayoral office in uh, Lorraine. But just so people uh, who don't know what you're talking about to understand, Jack Bradley is the Democrat candidate for mayor yes. in the city yes. of Lorraine. Jesse Tower is the Republican. She's an African American woman who yes. is running as the Republican candidate. Jack Bradley is a very high-profile, well-known um, uh, a criminal uh, attorney, uh, criminal lawyer in the in Lorraine County, and he is running as the Democrat for mayor of Lorraine. So just to kind of let everybody know why Jack Bradley's name keeps coming up here and as yes. you finish that story. Go ahead. October 23rd, the office had become hostile, and my boss was, was not there due to court and family obligations. Words were exchanged between me and Tony Giardini, and he referenced my Facebook post and told me I was toxic. My perception was... Tony Giardini, for those who don't know, is the uh, chairman of the Democrat Party in Lorain County. And he is... um, Well, I'll let this story speak for itself. Go ahead and finish it. Well, it's just basically a little bit more. My perception was that I needed to remove myself from the situation. It would... It would like to elab- I would like to elaborate, but I have already received multiple emails warning me about speaking out about this indirectly, and th- that's all I have. So I, I guess what I want to say is if, if Jack Bradley can run on his own merits and he can win an election, he has to represent everyone, his constituents of both parties, and you'd like to be able to feel that they can do a good job doing that. If you can't run an honest campaign where you have to threaten one person because they have a sign for someone they happen to support freely because of our amendments that give us the right to do so, right. that this lady has to lose her job, then how can you have confidence in Jack Bradley? And that's why I'm saying this. And it's on, again, the post is Jennifer Freeman Jameson. They can read it for themselves, whoever wants to go to the Facebook post. It's, it's unfair. Um, this lady has lost her job because of this pressure. And that's terrible. It should never be that way in our country where you can't believe in whoever you want to to vote for. 
Um, hold hold on, make make sure clarify this for me. I I was not under the impression that she had lost her job, but that yeah, she was she in fear for losing her job because of all of this, and that the pressures you know that were placed upon her for simply supporting somebody else for mayor um, uh, was going to cost her a job. So you're saying she is no longer employed by the city? That's that's. The perception that that uh, I've received from someone who forwarded this on to me, yes. Okay, okay. I, we should probably clarify that. But either way, the story in and of itself should should tell you every, tell everybody what we need to know here. And thank you, Kate, for sharing. And that is that the uh, Democrat Party and its candidate for mayor in the city of Lorraine, which is what the tenth biggest city in the state of Ohio. This is no small potatoes story. The the uh, Democratic uh, Party in Lorraine and the mayoral candidate uh, did indeed put all kinds of pressure and made life un- almost unbearable for a city employee who happened to support somebody else for mayor. Uh, the Democratic candidate, or excuse me, the Republican candidate, Jesse Tower. So, uh, yeah, this kind of stuff that you see in D.C. is not limited to D.C. The swamp exists in smaller swamps uh, in places like Lorraine, where Democratic corruption and Democratic power run amok makes life miserable for people. And I think this is a great example of it. Kate, I appreciate the phone call. We'll be back. Thirty-six now. The Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420. The answer. This is a pleasant surprise. I wasn't uh, expecting this phone call uh, after I was told that Congressman Jim Jordan went into the skiff, the bunker of the basement of the Capitol building, for something uh, early today. He's not supposed to have depositions until around ten. Uh, I didn't think he'd be here, but guess what? He's here. Congressman Jordan, thank you, good sir. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you. Hope. hope. Hope you had a good weekend, even though even though the Browns lost again. But <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a little bit uh, a little bit painful. Oh, yeah, uh, talk about talk about uh, you know just expectations gone bust. Just uh, really unfortunate. Yeah. You know, you know whose expectations did not go bust? Those of President Donald Trump, who promised us an incredibly strong economy and a return to jobs yep. and uh, getting people yep. off of food stamps. How about another one hundred and twenty eight thousand in the month of September or October? Rather, how about ninety five thousand more revised up for the previous two months at a time in which the forecasts were around seventy five thousand? We just continue to win economically and congressman isn't this the real reason there is this impeachment coup d'etat happening because they cannot (laughs) run against him and his record no they can't and uh this this is the real new normal right remember remember the democrats were talking about the new normal which was stagnant uh, job growth and wages and all this stuff but with donald trump it's been just one good piece of news after the other when it comes to economic growth Job creation, unemployment no, uh, numbers the lowest they've been in like 50 years. So, yeah, this is this is this is what uh, this is what happens when you have uh, uh, President Trump in office. You get you get the Trump economy, and it's all good. And you're right, the Democrats know that here they are now. What we're less than a, a year before the next election, and they know they're in trouble. So they're trying this this crazy impeachment. Uh, I don't know what to even call it. It's just unfair. It's partisan, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it it is all of those things. Uh Congressman, I want to get your response to this. Hold on one second. This is a sad day. It's a sad day 
because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. No Nancy one. Nancy Pelosi and her party have continually said, and did so particularly on Thursday uh, when uh, they had their, their ridiculous show vote, in which um, they got not one single Republican to agree that an impeachment inquiry is, is, uh, is appropriate right yep. now. And, in fact, two Democrats defected. She and they say that we don't enjoy this. This is not what we're here for, we, we, but we have to follow this. I could play for you something that would get us in trouble, and that is Rashida Tlaib on the day of her yeah, taking her oath, screaming to a, a crowd of supporters, let's impeach the mother blanker. Uh, how can they yeah. claim when Maxine Waters has been screaming impeach 45 since the night of November 8th uh, of, of 2016? Uh, how can yeah. they claim that this is not a political stunt and that they're just following the, the, the facts wherever they well, lead? Well, the, the, the sad thing is what the Democrats have put our country through for the last three and a half years. And I said this at Thursday at the, at the press event. This all started not not on election day. This started this started in July of 2016 when Jim Comey's FBI opened up the investigation and spied on two American citizens associated with a presidential campaign. Something that's probably never happened in American history. And then all the crazy things that unfolded in that whole Trump, Russia, Mueller, you, you name it. And and now this impeaching the president less than a year before the next election based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge who's biased against the president who worked with Joe Biden and, and a host of other things. And Adam Schiff's the only one who knows who the individual is. Only his staff's the only people who talk to him. So that's the sad thing. These these crocodile tears that you're seeing from from the Democrats are are just that they've been wanting to do this since. They've been wanting to get this president since July of 2016, even before he got elected. Then all they did after the election, then then up at Trump Tower when it was President-elect Trump, and Jim Comey tries to trap him, and on and on it goes. And now this crazy stuff. And and the, the good news is I think the American people see through it. I think the American people understand fairness. They instinctively know what's happening here is not fair and is not right. Uh, Congressman Jordan, uh, Nancy Pelosi also back in March declared that she would not be supportive of an impeachment uh, or even an impeachment inquiry that was not bipartisan. There would have to be some agreement among Republicans and Democrats that this is an appropriate step. And yet here we sit, every Democrat voted for this, or I beg your pardon, every Republican voted against this, and um, two Democrats voted with the Republicans. So there is bipartisanship here, and that is in opposition to the impeachment. So why is she going back on her own word? Well, because they do that all the time, and they never get held to account. Uh, they never get held accountable by the press. I mean, think about this. Six weeks ago, Adam Schiff said, we need to hear from the whistleblower. And now today he's saying, no, we don't need to hear from the whistleblower. Uh, so what, what changed in that six weeks? Oh, the fact that we learned Schiff's staff met with the whistleblower, and Adam Schiff didn't tell us about it. And the whistleblower didn't check the box on the form. You're supposed to, you're supposed to indicate if you've talked with anyone on Capitol Hill. That's all. We've learned that in the six weeks. And so suddenly what he said six weeks ago, oh, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't, I've changed my mind. It, it, so they, they get to do that all the time, and they are never held accountable. Uh, but look, I'm going to. This, this, the, idea that, the idea that this whistleblower is, is not going to appear in public, one of the ways you determine someone, their credibility, you look at their motivation, what biases they may have, is you have to see them. You have to see how they react under oath when they're answering questions. This idea that his lawyer said, oh, he'll answer some interrogatory, some questions from the Republicans, that, that, that is ridiculous. We're talking about overturning what 63 million people in this country, the person they voted to make president of the United States, and Democrats are trying to do it less than 12 months before the next election. So they, they get to change their mind all the time. Uh, I'm tired of it. And my, my, my attitude is we are not going to let them do it. We're going to hold them to account, and we're going to get the truth out there, and we're going to show what a, what a partisan, unfair process this entire thing is.
The attorney for the whistleblower or attorneys say now that they offered you guys, the GOP, um, written testimony. Yeah. And Great. is that true? And, and what, do, what does that even mean to you? Well, they, they sent a letter to Mr. Zade, uh, the, the lawyer uh, for the whistleblower, sent a letter to uh, Ranking Member Nunes and said, well, we'll let you guys ask written questions. And, and, and like I said, that that's not going to fly. Uh, we need to be able to see this person under oath, determine w- really what their motivation is, how they react to questions. Can you tell if they're biased? Can, can you ask them certain I mean, There's all kinds of things that, that, that are different when you bring – well, why didn't Adam Schiff do that? Right? Say he can, he'll, he'll think quite, no, no, he's been, he's been uh, calling people in. So that, that is not going to work. And frankly, not just members of Congress, the American people. The American people need to see this, how this individual is right. This is the guy right. who started this whole thing. They need to see it as well. And uh, look, I'm, I'm for protecting whistleblowers. We should definitely do that. But that doesn't mean you get to remain anonymous, particularly when we're talking about removing the President of the United States from office. Are you kidding me? So that's not, that's not going to fly with yeah, us. Because, yeah, because there's no due process here for the president if he cannot confront or if his attorneys or even you guys on his behalf can, can cannot confront uh, this this accuser. The, the president tweeted an hour ago, there is no whistleblower. There is just someone with an agenda against Donald Trump. What he was blowing the whistle on didn't happen. We have the transcript of the call. It is a farce, and no Republican should forget that. Um, you know, the things we do know about this whistleblower, and I think we all know his name, and I don't know why anybody can't say it, because uh, at least one individual has said it. Paul Sperry did the reporting and named him, yeah. uh, and and we know who he is. He's a registered Democrat who worked with Joe Biden, who worked with uh, uh, with uh, the Demo- the DNC, and 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 he's a CIA, uh, CIA uh, operative who worked well, actually in the Obama White House. Um, yeah, assuming uh, that assuming that's the individual. I mean, we yeah. don't know. That's that's what reported. I don't know that that's the individual. Uh, I mean, there's a name that's out there. I've not, never said the name and publicly. Because uh, I'm not, I'm not for sure that that's the person, but that's been reported. I will tell you this: if the individual yeah. who's been reported about Bob, if that is the person, wow, Adam Schiff's got a lot of explaining to do. If this yeah. is the guy, if this is the guy, holy cow! And again, I don't know if it is, and I'm not going to be the guy to to, to, to say one way or that because I just don't know. But um, if that's him, holy, I mean, that's that's amazing. So moving forward, can you give us a summary, Congressman Jordan, of what is going to happen now? Uh, they, with this resolution that they passed on Thursday, uh, the Judiciary Committee is going to so, supposedly take over now and actually open the official inquiry, but the other committees continue, including intelligence and oversight and having ways and means and maybe one, maybe one more. They get to continue their own depositions and investigations in the same cloaked manner that we have seen happening thus far, uh, and the President doesn't even get legal representation at any of those other committee hearings that are held. Is that accurate? Yeah, uh, the, the three committees who've been in a part of the depositions will continue to do that, and that is the Intelligence Committee, the Foreign Affairs Committee, and the Oversight Committee. So that will continue to happen. I thought Ways and Means was thrown in. in there, too. Doesn't Ways and Means, aren't they're, they uh, conducting interviews on this as well? Well, they're not in the deposition, but Ways and Means and Financial Services and this year are still doing investigations. I mean, they've they got six committees and the bulk of their time, in some cases, all their time, just going after the president. Ways yeah. and Means is going after his tax tax return issue. Uh, financial Services is looking at all his business records. You know, so that is all continuing to happen. But the depositions are happening in three committees that I, that I, that are referenced. At some point, then there will be a public phase to this, where there will be hearings in the Intelligence Committee, in the Intelligence Committee alone. So just Adam Schiff will be in. There, the rules are that Schiff gets 45 minutes. Everyone else on the committee gets gets five minutes. Schiff and the ranking member, excuse me, get 45, and the other members just get five to ask questions of, of the of the witnesses when they're brought in for those open hearings. And then at some point, 
I believe Adam Schiff will have a report that he will submit to the Judiciary Committee recommending, I assume, certain articles of impeachment, and then the Judiciary Committee will take over from there. And, and what what all happens in the Judiciary Committee remains to be seen. But that's sort of the, the plan. But remember, they're making this up as they go along. They're making yeah. the rules up as they go along, and they change those rules that they made up as they go along as well. And, and this is unprecedented, is it not? It sure is. No, it's it, it, it like it, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. The idea that you don't, but for, for example, um, Schiff controls the transcripts. We can't go look at the transcripts unless we have a Democrat staffer. Even guys like me who are, are in the deposition uh, got to take a Democrat staffer. The, the, the witnesses aren't, allowed have, aren't, aren't permitted to have agency counsel there. I've never seen that before. The president's certainly not allowed, allowed, allowed to be there. I mean, and on and oh, oh, and these open hearings? Adam Schiff determines who the witnesses he wants. If we want a witness, we have to submit a list of potential witnesses to Adam Schiff, and then he can give us a thumbs up or thumbs down on those witnesses. So th- this is cr- the, the idea that this is some kind of fair and due process after the resolution vote last week is ridiculous. They tried to put a ribbon on it, but it's still a sham process. Now, now in 1998, it, it was nothing like this, right? I mean, did, 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 they have right. to go, did they have to go through Republican chairs to decide which witnesses would be uh, allowed to be called uh, in defense of, uh, of, of Bill Clinton, who, by the way, had committed a felony? And it was acknowledged, and it was known that he had committed a felony when he lied, and he perjured himself uh, before the Congress. Yeah. He lied to the American people. So we're talking about, in that case, we had a confirmed crime. Whether or not that should lead to impeachment or not was the discussion. Here we have nothing even close to a crime being committed right. or a conviction of, of said uh, said crime, and yet here we sit with, with them, as you say, making it up as they go along. It, the idea that they're doing this and claiming that this is their right and claiming this is how it's always been done, it's just, again, it's just so much misinformation. Yeah. It sure is, and the, the good news is the American people understand fairness, they understand justice, they understand due process, and I think the vast majority of the country is saying this this is not right, and um, that's the good news now. They're bound to determine... They're not being they're, polled, they're, though, then, if that's what the vast majority of the country thinks, and I happen to agree with you, but I'm worried about what the polls show. The polls show that some 51% want impeachment and removal. Now, I don't know who they're polling, because I, I don't think that's the yeah. case. You're going to see a massive number of people in Kentucky tonight. They're supporting the president like he gets everywhere he goes. But the numbers are, yeah. kind, of, are kind of alarming, are they not? Yeah, but, it, but but you know, Bob, you, you can feel it. It's sure not that way in Ohio, right? No. I'm out and about. I was up there in your, your, uh, the Cleveland area uh, last uh, last weekend with uh, with Dave Joyce. Uh, everywhere I go, you can feel it. It's certainly not that way in Ohio. I don't think it's that way in Pennsylvania. I don't think it's that way in Michigan. I don't think it's that way in Wisconsin. I don't think it's that way across the Midwest. I, I don't think it's that way in most, most of the states. Now, sure, there's some places that, you know, that in, we can name those places on, on, on either coast, but... I think overall the American people, back to where you started, I think they appreciate the wage growth. They appreciate what's happening with their 401K. They appreciate the opportunities their children now have, good job opportunities. I think most people see what's happening out there, and they, they understand what the Democrats are doing is not fair and is not uh, just not what – I mean, they would like to actually work on some of the issues with that, that we're supposed to work on and figure out ways to help our, our transportation system, figure out ways to deal with our border, figure out ways to pass the USMCA, figure out ways to deal with prescription drug prices and insurance costs. Those are the things they'd like to see us focused on. Amen to that. And, and you know what? If the American people do get it, it's only because they have people like you working very hard, working overtime in Biggs and Meadows and, and Nunez and others working overtime to counter the leaks and the, uh, you know, the devastating uh, stuff that they are trying to paint the president as being responsible for in the media. So I really appreciate you doing yeah. that, sir. I'll let you get Well, I appreciate what you do.
Thank I you very much, what Congressman. You do. Yeah, man, your show. Thanks, brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, that's Congressman Jim Jordan joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. He does have a lot of work to do. We're going to let him go. We're going to take a time out, and we'll come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. All right, 9.54 now, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer, good Monday to you. Uh, Congressman Jordan came in, wasn't sure he'd be able to, but he made the time for us. It's so important that he does that. Like he said, he said he believes that the American people understand and know what the Democrats are trying to do to the president. They don't support it. They don't buy it. They don't, uh, you know, they're not uh, all about it. And I look at the polls and I wonder if that's the truth. Actually, I don't. I just, I just know that the polls. See, here's the thing. This is the danger of those polls. While they may be inaccurate, just like they were the polls that said Hillary Clinton was going to win going away, right? In 2016. While they may be inaccurate, uh, and, and we can, when we stop and think about it, well, we couldn't trust them before, so they're probably wrong again, I guess. But here's the danger of them. Because you don't know if they're going to be inaccurate again. Because you don't know if, you know, lightning can strike twice where all these polling services had it wrong. There's still a little bit of it that creeps into your subconscious that says, wow, the American people really are turning on Trump. And what that does when you see those polls, is it kind of creates the, uh, maybe, it, maybe it starts to sow the seeds of doubt in your own mind that maybe I'm backing a losing horse here. Do you know what I mean? There's, a, there's an impression that numbers can make on your psyche. Let me give you another example. When I first started studying broadcasting, uh, and you may or may not know my history. I went to college and I got an English degree and I was a teacher for a number of years before I actually broke into broadcasting. But my first love when I went in was broadcast communications. And one of the first classes that I took was about advertising. And, you know, there are, there are a number of different core, uh, messages or templates that are used in advertising. When you're trying to sell a product or a service, a service, there are a lot of different ways. There's the celebrity endorsement. There's the, uh, uh, one of the first ones was the everybody's doing it, um, template. You know, and, and what you do is you, you craft an ad that says, Hey, everybody is trying the new blank product. And, and because you don't want to be left out, you don't want to be one of the ones on the outside. You want to be part of everybody. So you're like, I got to try that. It's really popular. It must be good. That's just a, it's an advertising gimmick, really. Okay. That's not saying that it's not always true, but you have to listen when you hear commercials. For example, when you hear somebody saying, it's the fastest growing product on the market. Okay. You know, th- they may have only sold one unit last week, but they sold two units this week. So guess what that is? That's a 50% increase, right? That, that's a, or actually it's a 100% increase if you go one to two. Take that back. So you can say nobody else is increasing at 100%. So we can say we're the fastest growing product on the market in, in this particular, uh, uh, industry. And, and so you think, wow, it's the fastest growing product. It may not even mean anything. Another product might have only grown 6% from last quarter to this quarter, but they sold 225,000 units. <laughs> and a new, a new product might say, yeah, well, we doubled our, our sales. We went from one to two. 
that's an extreme example to say that they do that because people want to hear that other people are into this. Other people are part of, are, 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 are loving it, so I want to be a part of it. So now let's bring it back to the polls that I'm talking about. The danger of these polls that say 51% of American voters want Donald Trump impeached and removed from office is to say that, holy cow, 51% of American voters, there's 150 million American voters. Uh, that's a lot of people. And they want Trump removed? And so you start to think that maybe I'm back in the wrong horse, and maybe I ought to get on board with everybody else and start looking for an alternative. That's the danger of those phony polls. So when Congressman Jordan says, um, you know, the American people don't really believe this, the American people overwhelmingly support the president, know this is a sham process, he might be right. But there are still people who are going to be swayed by polls that say the opposite. Polls that say, no, Americans are really divided on this, and in fact, a slight majority of them want him removed from office for this Ukraine phone call. And you start hearing that, and in your subconscious, you start believing that maybe he did something really wrong here, and maybe I should join the rest of the crowd. Everybody's doing it. There's that advertising gimmick. Everybody's doing it. Maybe I should join them rather than trying to swim upstream against a very, very strong current and be one of the few that continue to protect and defend a guy that everybody wants to get rid of. That's the danger of it. That's why these polls cannot be trusted, but we do need to acknowledge them and we do need to explain how these things sometimes work. So keep that in mind uh, when you hear those numbers and, and, and believe Congressman Jordan, as I do. And you're going to see a massive crowd of people at his next rally in Kentucky. And you're going to continue to see you saw it in Minnesota, you saw it in Dallas, you saw it in Pittsburgh. You see it everywhere. You see them lining up for days just to be in the same room with the president to support and defend him. That does not sound like a country that's ready to impeach its leader over these phony sham charges. All right, hour number one in the books. Hour number two is guest-free, so you be you get to be the guest. 216-901-0945. Dial me now. We'll get you up and on the radio next on AM 